Welcome to the Christ Connection Podcast. We are here to help and encourage you to enjoy your adventure with Jesus. I'm your host, Kevin Senapati-Ratna. Let the journey begin. Hello and welcome to the Christ Connection Podcast. My name is Kevin Senapati Rotten. I'm glad you could join us today. And we have a special bonus treat for you today. So I'm glad you uh, join, are joining us. And uh, before we get to that, though, I wanted to just take a moment and share my heart with something that's going on inside of me. Uh, we're closing in, and we'll talk about this uh, next month, but we always say July is our starting point for the ministry. It's kind of a fuzzy start, but uh, we can talk about that some other other day, that story. But uh, we, we count July, and so this will be 15 years since we started Christ Connection Ministry uh, coming up. And we're also closing in this fall. will be two years of the podcast. And so I've just been taking some time in the last couple of weeks and praying and uh, meditating on, on where we're at you know, with the podcast and really how can we be more of a resource to you. It's the Christ Connection podcast. It's really about your relationship with God and how you can connect with Him and out of that connection make an impact on those around you. Uh, We prayed in a previous episode through Psalms 32 and one one of the things you get there is uh, surrounding them with songs of deliverance. And that's really my goal with this is that as you connect to God, uh, those people that are around you would be impacted and their lives would be delivered and their lives would be impacted at a whole new level. Uh, and so how can we do that? And how can we resource you better? And what, what topics do we need to cover? And uh, being strategic about it. And so that's really where I want to go with this is be much more strategic. Not that we haven't thought through things up to this point, but just going to a whole new level of being intentional about helping you take those next steps on your walk with Jesus to be uh, a resource to you. And so if you uh, haven't yet subscribed, please subscribe to the podcast uh, so you don't miss anything that's coming up. You're not going to want to, we want, again, we want to be a resource to you, add value to your life. And uh, maybe share it with a friend who like, okay, let's go on this journey together and see what God would do in and through us. Now, today's episode, as I said, is a bonus episode. It's an episode uh, that is just going to be kind of fun uh, for you. Uh, we've talked about in the past, and my wife Jenny has been on, uh, sharing about our dream of bringing her on the ministry, and we're taking some face steps to get that direction and uh, kind of working that out. And uh, So we've talked about that in the past, and as part of this process, she's launched a podcast, and we talked about that too, Real Life with Jenny. And I think she's doing a great job. Uh, she's uh, getting her voice, and she's... Uh, I, well, personally, I think she's better than I am, so there, there's that. But uh, I just wanted to bring her and give you a taste of what's going on at Real Life with Jenny. So if this is of interest to you, you can head on over there uh, after this is done and uh, subscribe there. Share that with her friends. She's also got a Facebook page, her uh, Facebook group, Real Life with Jenny, and you can uh, join there. And she's putting inspiration and thoughts and things like that, uh, real group stuff there. And so... Uh, I think you're going to enjoy this today. Just sit back, relax, and without further ado, here's Jenny. 
Hi, and welcome to Real Life with Jenny. My name's Jenny Senapurratna. It is time to grab your favorite beverage and snack, and let's get started. Today, I'm actually trying a new tea. It's like an orange Earl Grey. We'll see how that goes. And I'm having a cheese stick. Woo, living large. So, last night, I was up most of the night. Um... <laughs> I don't know why, having really weird things run through my head. Um, I know we've all been there. We've all had those nights that you're like, please stop. Um, but I had, my life is kind of a musical. That's been a goal since I was a little kid. Like singing about making chicken and singing about the dog going outside and everything kind of just seems to be sung at our house. Um, I'm not a huge fan of music other than making my own my own up. But we all have theme songs in life. And you know, I'm in my 40s, so I was raised in the 80s. And my theme songs in life all had to do with the cartoons I watched, right? Get along, gang, get along, gang. Okay, maybe none of you have heard that, but that was a really fun show. Or ch 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 chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers. Or Fa-la-la-la. Oops, sorry. I never watched that, Mom. Of course I watched it, but I wasn't supposed to. You know, we all have things that run through our head. And this, um, when I was a little kid, I went to, well, from kindergarten to 12th grade, I went to a small private school. Um, it's now Legacy Academy. It was Meadow Creek at that time. And every fall and spring, we did a musical. So um, it was a huge production. I Not like now where they do like Les Mis and Annie. We did Christian musicals. You know, Ansel, Ansel, Ansylvania. Or Salty, are you sure? those kind of pieces and I remember as a kid that I took them so seriously I knew that I needed to smile I needed to be animated I needed to do all of my actions because I was never a lead part <laughs> never a lead part but I was really good in the choir and I did all of my actions and it was big and bold and I would have been maybe one of those kids that you watched um, on YouTube where everybody else is kind of like, yeah, we're here. And I'm the kid going, yeah, because I really felt like if I did a good job, people would hear the gospel and they would all get saved. I mean, this this was a life changing moment. Now, as a parent, I go, huh, we were all parents and grandparents going, when is this going to be over? <laughs> but, you know, there's the truth of the matter. So there was one year that my sister and I were both in the same musical. I think she must have been in third grade and I was in sixth grade. Now, I don't know. She's probably going to correct me later. But there was one year that we overlapped because they always did like a K2 and a 3-6 program in the fall. So my parents would have to do two of these every fall and two of these every spring. God bless parents who do concerts. Um, anyway, there was one that has stuck with me for a really long time. I do not know the musical. I do not know what the musical was even about. But there was one song 
that my sister and I, every once in a while, she still knows the actions because she's a little bit cooler than I am. I don't remember the actions. But it went, don't give up. Don't step aside. Don't run and hide. Remember, don't give in. Because soon you're going to win. I don't know the rest. That's all I know. (laughs) And so I was thinking about this song as it ran through my head last night. Don't give up. Don't step aside. And I was like, okay, I'm not giving up, but I'd like to go to sleep. Can I give up on today? (laughs) And my grandmother came to my mind. She's someone I've kind of thought about talking about here because we all love our grandma. You know, our grandmas are special. Our grandmas are allowed to be a little odd and weird. You know, my grandma was. Love her to death. Um, I grew up, she grew up, I did not grow up. She grew up in a very, very small town kind called Hines, Minnesota. If you have not heard of it, that's because you have not driven through Hines, Minnesota. It's about 45 minutes north of Bemidji, Minnesota. Um, It's a small, teeny tiny little town with a post office, and it used to have a lumber yard. That was my grandfather's. And they, I I just heard they shut down the lumber yard during this COVID situation. So now they have a post office. Everybody in town seems to be related. Um, and all of them related to me in some way or another because my grandparents were both raised in Heinz. So they met each other there. So you tend to be related to someone somehow. But that's just, you know, I'm sure there's lots of new people there that I just don't know because it's been a long time. Um, so she was raised there. She got married and she had one child. And then when she was giving birth, I believe her pelvic broke pelvic bone broke and she was not able to have any more children Um, so she had one child and it's very fun to hear the stories of um, and maybe some other day we'll talk about that about having an only for her and so she talked to me a lot about having an only because I have an only Um, and she was really hard on my mom we'll get back to that later Um, But she was one of those women that was involved in everything. She was in garden club and she was, she would help run the elections and she made sure there were bars every Sunday. You know, she was always on the bar committee to make sure that they had bars and cookies after church or coffee. Maybe that's what it is. Coffee. That's what they call it. Um, She was just involved in everything. She was sewing. She just, she would always make outfits for everybody. I... I mean, she just was really incredible. She made all of my comforters when I was a kid. I even still have some that we're using. Um, She just kind of had that thing. But the one thing, there were two things she was known for. For her gardens and for her cooking, her baking. Her gardens were gorgeous. Like, gorgeous. Um, People would come to her garage sales just to buy plants from her so they could put them in their yard. I mean, she was just... She was an incredible green thumb. And then she'd give them to me and I would kill them. And I'd go back and say, Grandma, I killed it. And she's like, oh, try again, sweetie. It'll be fine. (laughs) But one of the stories that I love, (laughs) just it has nothing to do with the podcast. But one of the stories I love is my mom as a kid remembers getting piled into the car on Saturday morning and driving down to Bemidji to go to the bread store. 
and they had half price bread. So they bought, they would buy loaves and loaves and loaves of bread and that was day old bread and buy it at half price. And my grandma would bring it home and would butter all the bread and then use her homemade jam, not jam that you buy from the store because that's not a good plan. Homemade jam, she'd put homemade strawberry jam on it, put it outside for the raccoons because you know you should feed those raccoons well (laughs) and I guess one of her neighbors found out and said what are you doing feeding these raccoons this is causing a real problem and my grandma my mom said my grandma had this grin and she smiled and she said and they don't eat my corn that was just the kind of person she was she just like the raccoons are eating really well here they're not eating my vegetables so sorry for your house <laughs> she just had a unique way of looking at things. When I was a kid, before they had DVRs and on stream, on on demand streaming, I had grandma cartoons. My grandma would get up and now I think about it and think, wow, this is incredible. We'd come up for a vacation or a day or two or a week or however long we got to stay at grandma and grandpa's house. And she'd have VHS tapes full of cartoons, eight hours of cartoons. She'd have three or four of them full of brand new cartoons we'd never seen. She would get up at, I don't know what time, because they were cartoons I never saw in the Twin Cities. And record cartoons every Saturday morning. And she'd stop them. Sometimes she would even like erase, stop it so we didn't have the commercials. I mean, she was just incredible so we would come up and there'd be all brand new tapes for us to listen to um she just never did half she always did a hundred percent um she was a woman that was i think five nine at her prime and um ended up being under five feet by the time she passed away with osteoporosis she just completely curled over her back was vertebrae were just disintegrated like they there was nothing left and the pain was excruciating um she hated using a walker but she had to at the end and she never stopped i think that's the most interesting thing to me is i just look back and think like she was up before i was she had breakfast she had coffee made um she did let me cook towards the end and i'll get to that in a little bit but um she just she was one of those go-getters in life um she lived in minneapolis on hennepin avenue when she was a young 20 year old um from Hines, minnesota and that was one of her favorite things to talk about is the adventures she had down on hennepin um which is kind of weird and in Duluth for a while too um just amazing amazing so I was in my personal opinion her favorite now my brother and sister are going to argue but they're not on the podcast now are they so (laughs) I'm the favorite um she called me Tweety and I have no idea why but she'd be like Tweety are you sure that's the way things should be? Tweety, I need you to move the fork to the other side of the plate. But it really seemed to me as a kid, Grandma, I never did anything wrong. 
because she when she would tell you to do something the other way she always used my nickname and I figured the only reason I was ever in trouble was when someone called me Jennifer when you know when my mom said Jennifer I knew I was in trouble but my mom never called me Tweety so I you know maybe that's the key to life here is to call someone a nickname and reprimand them in that I don't know Um, but my grandma taught me how to cook because it is not my mom's thing she is a great cook she can cook she doesn't like to cook she doesn't like to bake it's not something she really cares about she is a numbers woman she loves to run numbers she loves to like find a penny for every like in a million dollar budget she likes to find that penny and I'm like let's just round it I'll give you a penny let's let's move on but my grandmother was that way with cooking so she had a huge rat huge raspberry and a huge strawberry patch so you'd go out and you'd pick all the strawberries that were fresh that day you'd come in she washed them each individually um which I know is what you're supposed to do but we'll Anyway, um, she cut them all up and then she put them in these big tins and we would put sugar on them. And if you know me very well, well, probably only my husband knows us. I don't follow a recipe. I'm not a recipe follower. I think recipes are guidelines, not necessarily rules. They're just kind of like, oh, put in a quarter teaspoon. Okay, what does a like swish, swish, swish. We'll see what that we'll see if it tastes okay my grandmother was meticulous like you don't mess with the recipe so her and I (laughs) clashed a little bit in the kitchen (laughs) and I remember we were making these strawberries and I was stirring them and she was like Jenny you are stirring them improperly and I was like "I, I, I don't understand and she was like you need to stir them from the bottom up and I was like okay well I don't know how that's different than what I was doing. I was a teenager, a little snarky here. Um, And she was like, let me show you again how to do these properly. She just, everything was that way in life. Her house was meticulous and she just, she loved having people over. She did the crossword puzzles till the day she died. Um, And I think the thing that strikes me most is she always put other people first, always. So you'd come in and here's this woman who has a heart condition, has had several heart attacks. Um, when I was in my 20s, by then she'd had several heart attacks. Um, she can barely walk. She hurts every time she moves, even when she doesn't move. And you'd come in with a squinched up face and your eyes were kind of pinched and she'd go, oh no, what's wrong? And you'd be like, I just have a little headache. It's fine. Oh, man, that, oh, I wish you didn't have a headache. Oh, warthog. Um, yeah, that was one of her. Oh, my stars. I feel so bad. Oh, we, what can we do to make that better? We've got to do something to get rid of that headache. It was always about you. And your life was always so much worse than hers. And I'd come in and I'd be like, Grandma, this boy broke up with me. And... And she'd be like, oh, sweetie, this is like, she helped me feel like it was the end of the world. And you look back and you go, okay, she was dealing with a lot of stuff. And my teenage boyfriend was not that important, but she always made me feel like I was important. I think one of the other things that, because I said there were a couple of things that she really 
ingrained in me was the Bible. She never spoke this Bible verse, but this is really her life. And it was Proverbs 12, 9. Better to be a nobody and have a servant than to pretend to be someone and have no food. My grandmother never reached for glory. She never tried to become a deacon at a church, even though she probably could have. Not that that's a bad thing. She just, she was a a woman that did not need. Yes, I know Caspian. Um, Real life with Jenny, here we are. Um, she was a woman that just helped others in the background and never needed to be the president of anything or um, recognized in this day and age that's kind of you know you hear the thing that they say hey what do you want to be when you grow up and the kids go I want to be famous um, my grandmother didn't want to be famous but she made a huge difference in a lot of people's lives we were sitting my grandfather had cancer and colon cancer and he had stopped eating and drinking and so we went up um, to be with him and my grandmother as he was passing away and the night before so we were up there and we were sitting in the living room and my grandma was cooing over Samantha and Samantha was two at the time and like oh Jenny you're just such a great mom and I'm so excited for you and you know sharing stories about my mom and um, how Samantha and my mom were so similar and how blessed I was to have this one child. And she said to me, she said, Jenny, you just work too hard. You need to take a break. You need to, you know, take a break. And I was like, oh, grandma, let's talk about work hard. You're one of the people that I can't keep up with you. You're in your 80s. She had not given up her license, even though she can no longer see over the steering wheel. Um, she just had not given up her license. She a couple months before this, my mother had made sure that they had those push those buttons um, that you push and then they call a neighbor because it was too far away to call an ambulance. And, you know, help, I can't get up and you push the little button. My grandfather fell in the um, in the garage and my grandmother, instead of pushing the button, got him up, brought him inside and then pushed the button. You know, because you don't push the button until things are handled, right? You don't want to bother anybody. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> and my grandmother, we're sitting around and we're talking about these stories. And um, my, we were talking about my mom and I that day, I believe, had gone up to the funeral home and started arrangements um, for my grandfather because we knew he was dying. And so we started and we were picking out things. And so we were telling her you know, what had been chosen and did she like this and did she like that? And because she wasn't able to go, she's just not strong enough. So, um, and my grandmother got this really funny look on her face, just kind of devious. She was just kind of that like, I know, I know something you don't know. And she's like, you know what? I could still go before him. And I was like, okay, grandma, good plan. You know, because we were talking kind of like, what do we want to do after grandpa dies? Do you want, you know, where, because she's now living alone and not really able to take care of herself. And thankfully to, for us, um, my mom's cousin and her uncle were there. 
to be able to take care of her. My um, mom's uncle, Corky, came up every day to check on her, and so did Judy, and just came up and spent time with her. And what a blessing. And I just remember that moment. I was like, okay, Grandma, that's great. Yes, you are more stubborn than Grandpa. I get that. Like, it's Grandma's way or no way. Like, that's just the way things are. My grandfather, she'd go, Aynard! And he'd go, yes, what do you need? I'm here. I'll change whatever you need. And we all kind of became like that. But the next day, my mom and my grandma went down to see my grandpa at lunch. So I went down in the morning and my grandmother and mom were sitting there and I came back with Samantha and Kevin, my husband, and we were sitting, laying in bed and the phone rang and I was ignoring it. And finally, I picked up the phone and I said, yes. And my mom said, grandma just died. Get, get down here. And I was like, grandpa died. And she's like, no, grandma died. My grandmother was sitting by my grandfather's side and passed away um, from a heart attack. And she got her way. Like the woman got her way. And I think what I really want to hit home because I'm, I'm getting to my almost, I don't want to go over my time here. But what really, what we need to remember is we don't need to be a famous person to make a difference in people's lives and we really need to not give up it's okay to be stubborn and it's okay to have a vision and a goal for life and I hope that don't give up don't step aside don't run and hide remember sticks in your head because I want you this weekend or this week to know through the hard times and through the bad times not to give up because our source of strength is God. He is the one that gets us through day by day. And I watched it in my grandmother. She never gave up. She never stopped doing things. The night before she died, she was planning on making a pie. Like, okay. Um, she just, she never gave up. She was always moving. She was always doing things. And she never even gave up, I mean, like I said, never even gave up her license because she knew one day she might need to hop in the car and get somewhere, just in case, you know. And a lot of times in life, when things get so overwhelming and people around you are telling you, hey, stop, just give up on that dream and let's try something else. You need to listen to what God has for you instead. And if you're supposed to keep going, keep going. I know last week I said, walk away from the river when God says to. But the key is, don't walk away unless you're supposed to. Don't give up. Don't step aside. Don't run and hide. God is in charge and he is your source and he can give you strength to be with those kids today. He can give you strength to get into that meeting with your boss today. He can give you strength to go into that grocery store and fight the crowds and try to find some toilet paper. He can give you that. And honestly, in this time, we need to remember that. That giving up is not an option. Well, that's all I have today. I tried to keep it short and sweet, but you know, I get a little long-winded when it comes to my grandmother. Um, I just really appreciate that you're listening and I hope 
that this week you find things that you know not to give up on, to keep going, to keep chasing after your goals, and just to know don't give up on yourself. I'm going to say that again. Do not give up on yourself. Take care of yourself today. Make sure that you have that snack and that favorite drink. Take the five minutes and take care of yourself today. Even if you only have five minutes locked in a bathroom or in a closet, take that time. Don't forget, this is Real Life with Jenny. You can find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook group called Real Life with Jenny. Subscribe and Hopefully, I'll see you in a little bit again. Have a wonderful day.